Today on episode number 582 of the School of Podcasting, we're going to be talking a lot about podcast interviews, but if you've ever thought about reaching out to someone to maybe be a guest on their show, you're going to learn what not to say, because today I got feedback from you on what makes you open up an email and go, um, yeah, no. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring 20 plus years of helping people understand technology. We are going to massage your message, tackle the technology, face your fears right in the eye. We're going to face them and then we're going to flatten that learning curve and get you on the road to not just podcasting because look, you can go watch a bunch of old outdated YouTube videos and do that. I'm going to get you podcasting in the right way that will maximize your effect on your audience. People that start here change the world. Now, if you want to sign up, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And I will see you on the inside. So, yeah, we're talking about podcast interviews this week. And I asked my audience, I asked you, I said, hey, have you ever had something happen to you on your show that you open it up and you go, um, yeah, no. And uh, we've got a couple here we're going to play. Some of them are short, some of them are not. But uh, I was really excited when I got a uh, voicemail from this person. Check this out. I'm Bernie the Cat. I'm Bernie the Cat. Do you have an um, yeah, no moment, Bernie? What? They they wanted you to advertise a cat bath. That's not going to fit your show. Yeah, you don't like baths. I've tried to give you one. You didn't like it. So that's an um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, no, exactly, buddy. So that, of course, is the one and only Bernie the Cat from BernieTheCatShow.com. And uh, Lee Silverstein is the man behind the colon cancer podcast. He's been on the show before. And I was surprised. You know, this was one I was just like, wow, some people just don't get it. Check this out. Hey, Dave, Lee Silverstein with the Colon Cancer Podcast at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. So I've had on a couple occasions uh, the opportunity to say, um, yeah, no. Uh, doing a podcast about cancer, uh, there's a segment of the population that believes there's this big grand conspiracy to hide their cure from cancer. And uh, you want to say something to infuriate someone that's battling cancer like I am or any of the people who've committed their lives to research uh, and find the cure for these diseases. Just say that there's some big conspiracy going on or tell us that. We, have you read the truth about cancer? Uh, nothing will send us cancer patients over the edge more than that. And I've had on uh, more than one occasion someone wanting to come on my show and, and talk about this big grand conspiracy. So my response, um, yeah, no. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Lee. And we'll have links to everybody's show. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 582. And next week, you're going to hear a conversation that I had with Glenn the Geek from horseradionetwork.com about what he learned from 
podcast movement. And I was going to include it in this episode and everything else kind of pertains to interviewing. So we're going to put that in next week. So that's a little teaser for next week. But while I had him on the horn, while I had him on Skype, I said, uh, you got any um, yeah, no moments? So here's my conversation with Glenn about his um, yeah, no moments. I, can I, I don't know that it's one moment, but it's a bunch of tiny moments added up. Does okay. that count? That, that'll count. If you're going to email anybody, especially me, but if you're going to email anybody to be a guest on your show, you have to explain to me why I am going to be a relevant guest for your particular podcast. What am I going to offer? And you may say, well, I don't know what you're going to offer. That's why I'm asking. But if I get 10 emails a week about being guests, and I only do one, by the way, I only do one guest appearance a week because that's all I have time for. And I kind of sort through and go, well, this guy made a good point about why I would be a good guest on his show about cooking. You know, over here in the horse world. Right. And maybe he he wrote in there, well, I know you said on one of your shows, uh, or I know that horse husbands do all the cooking because their wives are in the barn all the time. That got my attention, right? Because he knows a little bit about me and he's done a little bit of research. And then it makes sense. Like I was asked to go on a financial show. I used to do, I have 15 years, I sold I sold securities. But that's 15 years ago. I I, I don't know what I would offer anybody on a financial show. Uh, but and he didn't make a case for why I should be on his show. What I'm looking for now is if you're going to email me or anybody else. And I've I've also changed how I email people because of some of the emails I've gotten, one of which you talked about on the show a while back. Right. I also have changed our emails to more explain why I want them on the show, which I was kind of general before because I figured they'd know it's about horses. Right. Because that's why I'm emailing them. But now I'm getting more specific about that on our emails out, too. And, and our guest bookers are getting more specific. So I would say get more specific. And that's one paragraph, by the way. Yeah. That's not you got three paragraphs with with me or anybody, anybody else that's busy. Uh, you've got the opening paragraph. That's a couple of sentences of fluff. Then you got the main paragraph that says why you're gonna, why I'm gonna be good on your show, and then you got the final paragraph, to, and these are short paragraphs, couple sentences to tell me what your show is about, and that's it. Three paragraphs done. That's all I'm gonna read, and that's all you're gonna read. As if you're getting asked on a show, that's all you're gonna read at home. So you know, it's that's my pet peeve. I think that's the one I've been getting. Yeah, um, no, I'm not gonna come on your show because you haven't told me anything. I had one I got two days ago that started off with, I'm not sure if you have guests or not. And I just, I thought about that. It's one of those things where, you know, you have those weird thoughts that your, your head hits the pillow and you have these, these final thoughts of the day. And that popped back in my head. I'm like, why don't you know if I have guests or not? All you have to do is listen to the show. That's it. You know, does that, that bothers me too, in that if somebody's going to ask me to be on their show, I can't, cause I do this and I right. know you do this. If I'm going to be on somebody's show, I've listened to their show. I at least have listened to one episode so I know how the rhythm goes. I know right. who they are. I kind of have an idea. I probably wouldn't go on somebody's show that I don't haven't listened to. Yeah. What's probably the most outrageous thing you've seen in an email that you're like? Oh, the, the one that asked me for money at the end. Uh, they <laughs> actually sent me an email asking me to be on the show, which was a pretty terrible email because it was about a, five pages long. And then at the end, they said, well, if you can't be on the show, at least consider donating. <laughs> that is an um, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm the Thank you, Glenn. And again, you'll hear more of Glenn next week when we talk about radio. There are a lot of radio people at Podcast Movement, and we're going to get his take on what he learned at Podcast Movement. So next up, we have a very cool accent all the way from across the pond. 
Hello Dave, it's Matthew McLean here and I'm really looking forward to hearing you trying my accent again so I'll just give you a few seconds to get that out of the way. Get that out of the way? That's awful. Okay, good. Uh, right, how not to try and get interviewed on other podcasts. So as you mentioned, it's common for podcasters to get a handful of emails every month from people who want to be interviewed on their show. Uh, well, for one particular podcast I do, I seem to get a lot of those emails. The funny thing is too, it's an audio drama, a fiction podcast. So I know we always say that not all podcasts are interview shows, but audio dramas certainly aren't. Uh, so these are from people who've done absolutely no research and they're probably just firing out hundreds of emails a week in the hope that they'll land something now and then. Uh, the interesting thing about my audio drama is that it's a fictional story about a guy who makes a podcast. So there's actually a fictional podcast inside my fiction podcast. It's a bit like the podcast version of Inception, I suppose. But there's definitely the means there for me to have a bit of fun with these people. I could actually go ahead and arrange an interview between them and my protagonist and maybe see how long it takes them to suss it out. Maybe they wouldn't. But uh, it might be a good laugh and it would serve them right, to be perfectly honest. So if I ever get round to actually doing that, I'll keep you posted with the outcome. Uh, and by the way, the audio drama is called A Scottish Podcast and you can find it at scottishpodcast.com. Uh, but be warned, it's a wee bit explicit, so it might not be for everyone. Anyway, cheers, Dave, and keep up the great work with the show. Cheers, buddy. Matthew, I appreciate that. Just a wee bit explicit. That <laughs> That is awesome. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pull up mine. This was one. And here's the fun thing. Back in the day, before there was caller ID, people used to do uh, crank phone calls. You know, do you have Prince Albert in a can? You ought to let him out. Ugh. And I remember... That I worked at a um, in a restaurant, and uh, I was a uh, I was a car hop. I would actually run out to your car and take your order. This was back when I was in my twenties, and uh, we had a guy that would just call all the time and just want to talk dirty. And uh, one of the people, uh, one of the girls, <laughs> one of the girls that worked in the kitchen. <laughs> Of course, later became my first wife, uh, would just get on the phone and egg him on. And uh, so that's kind of <laughs> this kind of what I did with this one. So first off, um, this is from uh, Febby. Yeah, we're calling names. Uh, Febby Lunag. It's F-E-B-Y-L-U-N-A-G. And uh, she emails me, content for healing our marriage. Well, Healing Our Marriage was a podcast uh, that I did with wife number two. So she emails and says, hi, Dave and Diane. I'm reaching out to see if you need someone who can help with content at Healing Our Marriage. My name is Febby Lunag, and I'm a freelance writer since 2013. I've helped clients gain a wider following by writing content that have been that have been read by thousands of people. I recently came across your website. Now, the fun thing is she points to podcastdirectory.com slash podcast. So it's not even the old website, which doesn't exist anymore. And I was literally amazed at the expertise and the difference that you've made in people's lives. I do. I'd like to know if you need a freelance writer who can help with your and your client's contents needs. 
Okay, that doesn't really make sense in this predicament, but uh, I can help with writing blog posts, guest posts, resources, newsletters, developing content, blogging strategies, landing page content, any other of the content marketing needs. I'd be happy to discuss my expertise and how I can be help of you. And then she puts her website. You may also find, you may also want to review my resume at blah, 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 to which I email back. And this is the fun. Sometimes you can just play with them. And I said, Phoebe or Phoebe, could be Phoebe. Uh, This is awesome. I'm so glad you took the time to check out our show. Uh, what are your rates for posts? We have a pretty big budget. So think I'm thinking of her when she opens it up going, holy cow, I found the mother load. Thanks so much for your reply, Dave. For blog posts, guest posts, resources, newsletters, I charge 10 cents per word. I'm looking forward to working with you. Best regards, Phoebe. To which I reply back, Phoebe, which one of our episodes was your favorite? Uh uh, so, and I'll give her credit. She said, be the change you want to see. If you want intimacy, then you need to be vulnerable. To be vulnerable, you need to be able to show your weaknesses. This is a quote from the episode, who needs your deepest needs? So apparently she went over and hit play or just copied this from the show notes. Uh, I love the podcast because it teaches couples humility. Having too much pride can ultimately destroy a marriage. A spouse is not perfect. My husband uh, cannot meet all my needs. Wow, that's a whole other podcast there. So there should always uh, be balance between couples. For the record, um, ladies and gentlemen, it's not good to discuss your marriage issues with somebody that is not your spouse. I'm just saying, I I learned that in six years of counseling. Um, Your podcasts are empowering. Thank you for your advocacy to preserve marriage around the world. To which I replied, Phoebe, the show hasn't been live for over two years, by the way. It's not funny, but it is. We got divorced. Yes, the show was called Healing Our Marriage. It didn't work. Uh, do some research. Make real connections. Quit shotgun marketing and you'll find much more business than showing you've done no research and making yourself look stupid. Uh, trust me, we get emails like yours all day long and we can see right through your fake authenticity. If you went to the page that moved you, you'll see the podcast doesn't exist anymore. Um, if you click play, nothing happens. So your first impression to me is you lie like a rug. I'm not trying to be mean, just trying to help you not waste your time. Like your email wasted mine. Please do business with real people who you've done research to make sure that you're not wasting their time so you don't waste theirs. So a little harsh, but I I did purposely lead her on because I was like, okay, if you're going to waste my time, I'm going to waste yours a little bit. She says, uh, thanks for the advice. I will take this uh, heartily. I'm sorry you're divorced. I was looking for inspiration about marriage when I saw you in podcast directory. Please refer to the screenshot below. So it's her way of saying, look, I saw you in this thing. Uh, my fault. I did not check deeper to see if it's still active. I thought you were you were just amazing for picking marriage as your advocate niche. Today, so many families, blah, blah, blah. And so it was kind of funny. Uh, and But to me... It's like in my show, I go, our website is blah, blah, blah. So that was one that I played with. And here is a great example. This one's a little longer, but, uh, you know, when you got JB on the mic, the one and only Jason Bryant, uh, you know, it's going to be entertaining. So, uh, and this is where to me, I just want to go, are, are you kidding me? Cause if you listen to Jason, Jason's been doing this forever forever really he's got 20 plus years in wrestling and this guy starts to throw stuff at him and jason was like um yeah no hey dave jason bryan from mattalkonline.com here and the short time wrestling podcast among many others talking wrestling here on the mad talk podcast network i have a yeah um no story for you so back in april i got an unsolicited email 
from someone looking to have their client or somebody within their business on the show. I will uh, read this to you now, and I will probably pull the Dave Jackson again and interrupt as we go. Hi, Jason. My name is Brian, and I work for Muscle Prodigy, a popular fitness brand. Mm, Never heard of it. Uh, MuscleProdigy.com, 250,000 unique monthly visitors, 1.3 million fans on Facebook, 220,000 Instagram followers. Okay, pretty significant. I would say that's pretty popular uh, compared to my numbers, which are uh, a scant amount of those. So he continues, not sure if you heard of us, but we would love to be a guest on your podcast. Okay, who are you? We get into that. We've worked with some of the world's biggest athletes and fitness celebrities, such as Ronnie Coleman and Devin McCourty. Uh, For the record, I don't know who either of those people are, and I've been a sports writer for 20 years. Our most popular product, MP45, is a 45-day workout program for the gym. The creator of the program and co-founder of the brand would love to be considered for an interview or feature by you. Okay, gotcha. Moving on. Jarrett's mission in creating this brand and product was to help debunk fitness myths that have existed for decades and help millions of people change their bodies naturally like he was able to do without deprivation. Jarrett was 96 pounds his freshman year in high school and was able to more than double his body weight, get down to 6% body fat, and here's the hook, folks, become a three-time All-American wrestler. Jarrett's journey as a three-time All-American wrestler was t- has taught him many lessons in terms of harnessing the power of the mind and performing at your absolute best under pressure. We feel a lot of your listeners could relate to his message. You could listen to some of his material at, you know, insert YouTube link here. I would love to connect you about the possibility of getting Jared a feature. Okay, so um, snark warning, high snark warning coming. Obviously, with the intro, for those of you who are unfamiliar with my show, I cover college wrestling, college and Olympic level wrestling. I am also a, well, one of the historians for the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. So if you were ever an All-American at the college level or at the, the USA Wrestling Junior and Cadet level, I have your name in a database. I update this database. There are thousands and thousands of names. In just one database alone, I have probably 40,000 names. This actually really does me some some good when I'm at tournaments and people are kind of maybe stretching the truth on their wrestling credentials. Well, I get this call a lot. Be like, hey, JB, can you look up this guy who says he was an All-American in Fargo, which is a big junior tournament, uh, back in X year? I can look in within 10 seconds, tell you if they're, they're, they're full of it or not. In college... If you're if you're an All American, it's it's NCAA, NAIA, Junior College, or the NCWA, which is clubs mostly. The grand scheme of the wrestling community, when you say you're an All American in college, you're usually going to get asked uh, D one, or you're going to ask what division? Division one, Division two, II, Division three, NAIA, Junior College. Those are the five you're going to get asked about. So a couple things that maybe go um yeah no one, Jarrett. What is his last name? Is there any way you're you're contacting a wrestling guy here? And again, unsolicited. So I'm not really sure how much they actually researched on my show. And Dave, I'm I'm guessing your answer is going to be nada, zero, zed, whatever. I don't know. Zero. Pretty sure they would know that you kind of got to be forward thinking with your facts here. Hey, great job that he's been able to do this stuff with his fitness program. But I looked it up and I could not find... Well, one, his name. I had to go to the website to find out the actual name of the the full name of the guest he was trying to pitch. Jarrett. Okay, great. Creepy subway guy or different Jarrett? Uh, yeah, you got to be clear here. So going to the website, found a name. So then I go through my database, and within two minutes, I searched every 
college wrestling database that I had and came up with nothing. And on a whim, I was like, oh, well, I wonder if this guy wrestled for the NCWA, which is, again, predominantly the clubs. Sure enough, there it is. Now, finding out who this guy is, then I search, okay, yes, he was a three-time club All-American or NCWA All-American. The, the league itself is not club in title, but he wrestled for a club, not the varsity program, because the school he, he went to didn't have wrestling as a varsity sport. One of the funnier things about this whole um, yeah, no story is the name of the college that he wrestled at was Bryant University. Seriously. So that being said, I have got possibly a great story. If you don't sit there and try to hide or overstate the situation, I might be interested to have a guy on the show. Matter of fact, out of the blue, uh, Rob Dion I had from, from Open Sky Fitness because I heard him on Harry Duran's podcast, Junkies. He mentioned wrestling. I was like, oh, he wrestled. So I went and got him on the show. No pitch. He didn't sugarcoat his his talents or his his accolades, or he didn't hide them either. So I had to go digging for one, this guy's last name, and two, the actual story behind these accomplishments. Now, being able to place at that tournament three times, that's great. But don't try to sell somebody like me who's a wrestling historian who deals with Olympic athletes each and every week and sees their desire and their adversity and their lessons uh, and their journey, you know, the journey of an all-American wrestler. Well, you know what? I I've got a lot more journeys that are probably more relevant to my listenership, and they've probably got a, a, a product to pitch that's tied together. So, um, yeah, no. Now, I decided to put my snark cap on. Here is my response. Brian, well, I'm glad you thought of enough to reach out with this unsolicited email to my show, there are a few things I'd like to point out that make this a steadfast no on my end. And I'm actually writing this as I might be saying it right now. So I'm giving you the full Monty effect here. You never list who Jarrett is by full name. This caused me to do extra work in searching out your company and the leader of said organization. Number two, when emailing people out of the blue, remember, not everyone's going to know who, quote, fitness celebrities are. I had to Google Ronnie Coleman to see he was a bodybuilder. I've covered sports for 20 years. Yeah, never heard of the guy. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Three-time All-American wrestler. This is the one that kind of made me say, no. So just before sending a blanket email with a sales pitch, you might want to check on who you're sending this to. I've been covering wrestling for 20 years, and I've had to search to find your guy's name. Strike one. I see your information on being an All-American wrestler. Lacked a school. Strike two. And a division. Strike three. I completely respect the world that the NCWA does with wrestling, but it's predominantly club teams and isn't measurable to the level of that of NCAA Division One, Two, Three, or even NAIA athletes go through to become college All-Americans. This comes off as deceptive, loaded with half-truths that might have regular people fooled. If you'd approach me with a sales pitch going, hey, this guy wrestled, he might be doing something for your show, then I've considered it. Also consider the fact that another friend I know with a wrestling podcast got the exact same email. What? Strike four. I interview former wrestlers, uh, ones that have and have not had great credentials all the time. And the things they're doing in life outside of wrestling, this, quote, journey as a club three-time All-American is farcical when you compare it to All-Americans in the mind of most people. I'm not a layman in wrestling, and this comes off as sketch city. So I'll pass. Thanks, JB. Maybe a little over the top, maybe a little too personal, but you know what? Um, yeah, no. This is what podcasting can do for you, folks. You get regarded as an expert, and then somebody wants to start throwing, kind of taking advantage. Oh, well, this guy can get something for me. you, you got to be truthful. Truth, truth, 
truth. Don't lie to podcasters. You know why? Because we get you on tape and that thing can be exposed really quickly. Dave, that's all I got for you now as I drone on and set to go out. Uh, well, by the time you guys hear this, I've probably come and gone from France. I might be in Greece. Who knows? But uh, School of Podcasting, Ask the Podcast Coach, they are staples of my podcaster listenership. I appreciate you and what your crew does. Thank you much, sir. I bid you farewell. Thank you, Mr. Bryant. Yeah, Matt Talk Online. Again, I'll have everybody's links to their website out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 582. A recent report came out and they interviewed over 10,000 people, they say, for the report. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of podcasters. And it was about the state of podcasting in terms of interviews. And this is from the people at Interview Valet. I'll have links to that again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 582. And I'll actually talk about some more podcasting in terms of uh, interviews, some resources here in just a bit. But here are some tidbits from this report. 80% of shows, 80% of podcasts do interviews. And I was thinking about that because I know there are some that have co-hosts. Like, for example, I do the Podcasters Roundtable. It's Ray Ortega's show. Myself and Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast are on that show. So there are multiple people, but we don't really do interviews. I, I take that back. We actually do have a new roundtable, and technically that might be seen as an interview because we have guests. So I take that back. Um, so 80%. Are, now, does this mean you have to do an interview show? No. There are weird people like me. I like solo shows. I really do, as long as a person's not boring. Uh if you're a host, they said most hosts have been on somewhere between one and 10 interviews. The percentage of pitches that people say yes to. Now, this was interesting because realize that, and this is one of the key points of today. If you're like, what is with this whole um, yeah, no thing? You are the person that stands between crappy content and your audience. So picture like a bad guest flinging like a monkey, just flinging poo. And it's your job to catch the poo and make sure it doesn't land on your audience. So shows with 500 or less downloads, I'm assuming this is per episode, except 60% of people that go, Hey, I'd like to be on your show. Shows that get between 10,000 and 50,000 downloads only say yes to about 10%. That's the thing that stuck out at me. Because that's somebody knowing who their audience is, knowing what they're going to enjoy, and not just letting anybody on. And this is where I usually find the people that accept anybody. It's somebody who's doing a daily show, and they just need content. They don't care if it's good, because doggone it, I started off and I said I was going to do a daily show, and I got to do a daily show, and I only have somebody from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So if you have a heartbeat, you're on my show. That's not good. Uh, They said most people, if you're going to be a guest, most people prepare 30 to 60 minutes for an interview. So as much as, so this is kind of, uh, this we're getting into uh, Jessica Rhodes territory, uh, rocking both sides of the the mic podcast. We'll talk about resources here in a second, but she does podcast connections. Not only do you want to be a good interviewer, if you are asked to be a guest, you should take some time to know the show that you're going on. So you kind of know how to answer. Uh, 
the of those respondents, two thirds of them plan on doing more interviews going forward. And in returns, in, in regards, I guess you should say, to return on investment, sometimes called ROI, podcast interviews tied with email marketing and Facebook ads. So if you're trying to get your message out there, uh, starting your own podcast, being a podcast guest is something that you might want to look into. All right, as we start to wrap things up, if you're interested in doing interviews, there are quite a few different resources. The uh, granddaddy of them all, actually there are two granddaddies and grandmas of them all. One is Interview Connections. That's my buddy Jessica Rhodes. And she is a guest booking service. Now, some of these are cheap. Some of them are not. Um, Interview Connections is one. uh, We just talked about Interview Valet. Now, I'm actually at podcastingresources.com. This is a website I have, and you'll see where there's a category for guest booking. And so, but there are others that have kind of, Jessica was the, was one of the first, if not the first. And then there's expert bookers that kind of do the same thing. Interviews on demand. Uh, but there are, uh, let's see, here's some other ones. Media Connections is an email list that's a little bit like Help a Reporter. Uh, Help a Reporter is free. This comes out twice a day, and it just says, here are people. I've actually gotten interviews. I was interviewed in the, I think, the Orange County Register uh, because they needed a, I forget what they needed, but I was ended up getting quoted in the Orange County Register for that. Um, I've got uh, Journal Request. This is one you've probably not heard about. They monitor thousands of Twitter opportunities. Media Connections is a, again, you can sign up for journalist alerts. One that's pretty handy, and I met uh, Andy at... Uh, podcast movement, podcastguest.com. This is a little bit like radio radioguestlist.com. Uh, radioguestlist.com is another free service, but they pimp you pretty hard to signing up for their not free service, which isn't much. But the other thing about radioguestlist.com is just butt ugly. I don't know what they do over there, but their website is very 1989. And uh, this from from somebody who needs a major website overhaul himself, but podcast guests. I met Andy at... Uh, podcast movement. His is completely free. And I always found it. Uh, now you can go over there and, and pay to be featured as an expert and things like that. But you there's no throttle on the amount of information you get currently with podcastguest.com. So I'll have again, as you you know what I'm going to say, I'm going to have links to these in the show notes. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 582. That was weird. Funky bass with uh, sleigh bells. Don't know where I got that music from. Hey, I want to uh, point out before we uh, get ready to head out the door with uh, this month's question, we're going to go ultra meta on the question of the month. The uh, I will be this coming weekend hanging out with my buddy, Super Joe Pardo. Yeah, Super Joe. We have uh, it's going to be podcast mid-Atlantic. You can find that at podcastminatlantic.com. It's basically in the greater Philadelphia area. And I remember the first time I went to this, I was driving in really late the night before and literally like these cool dudes on motorcycles and they just started like one guy was driving on the sidewalk. The other guy was like popping wheelies for miles. And I literally felt like I was driving onto the set of the Warriors. Like I expected some guy to come out with some some, some bottles on his fingers. Clink, clink, podcasters come out to play. It was very, very scary at the time. But for the record, uh, Philadelphia is a great town. So if you're like, oh, I'm not going to Podcast Minute Land. No, 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 no. This was me driving in. I think I'd taken a wrong turn at Albuquerque, the immortal words of Bugs Bunny. But that is this weekend. 
I'll be speaking about your podcast artwork. And I'm going to be talking about that, not unlike a how to design it, but how it messes you up. And it's really kind of a graphics 101. Like if you're like, I I don't know, I just make my stuff in uh, Microsoft Paint. This is for you. So we'll talk about some cool resources that you can use to make really cool artwork, not just for your podcast, but for tweets and things of that nature. So we'll be going over some tools for that. And then September has been pretty busy. National Podcast Power Conference. This is in Perrysburg, Ohio. This is going to be fun. And the reason I like this is because I don't know anybody there. I just met Daryl, Daryl McCullough. He he drove down, he drove two hours to come to our little Northeast Ohio podcast group. You can find that at com. And uh, Daryl's super cool. And they're going to have a concert at the end of it. This is just a, it's basically, it's the 23rd. And there's a concert that night, and it's just a few hours from my house. I'll be manning a Libsyn booth there, uh, so that'll be cool as well. So if you're going to that, please stop by and say hi. And I believe if we can make it happen, I'm going to have pancakes with Nick Suberling the next day. That's really, I mean, I'm excited about National Podcast uh, Power, but pancakes with Suberling is like, with the Subs, that's that's the best right there. Uh, So, and no, I'm not bringing Bernie. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway uh that's where i'll be speaking at this month uh we got more uh things coming up later on i'll be talking about those uh, as we get ready for 2018 but dave what's the question for next month and i'm going to do something that i did in the school of podcasting uh private facebook group have i mentioned that yet yeah the school of podcasting has a private facebook group but you know what else it has that's right priority email support You know what else it has? That's right. A 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you sign up for the School of Podcasting, you have 29 days, 29 and a half days to go, hey, Dave, you know what? Not for me. And you get all your money back. Now, you know what else it has? 16 classes, 16 courses that you can watch on your phone, on your iPad, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at. You just log in. You can actually uh, take notes. It'll pick up right where you left off. If you want to watch me at two and a half speed, man, would that be fast? Holy cow. It's all there. Schoolofpodcasting.com from planning your podcast to like what the heck is a mix minus to which media host should I go with? I've got tutorials there on Blueberry, on Libsyn, uh, a little bit on Podbean. So if you're trying to figure out which host to use, that's all there. How to grow your audience, how to monetize your audience. And I'm always adding more things. As I uh, record this right now, I'm actually playing with a Zoom H5. Uh, because Mark asked me, he goes, hey, I need some things on the Zoom H5. And so I'm making them. So if it's not there, ask me and I will make them. So schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. And you're like, but Dave, you never said what the question was. Well, I asked members of the School of Podcasting and they gave me two really good ones. But I'm going to ask you. So the question for this month is, if you were me, this is where it gets meta. All right. So you might have to write this down. If you were me, what question would you ask this audience? What would you ask your audience or this, my, what would you ask my audience? So you have a uh, thousands of podcasters listening to this show. What would you ask them? So to do this, I need this by a certain time. So as I pull up the thing, this is uh, now this will be the last week in September. So we're actually going to have two of these this month, because technically this was supposed to happen in August, but because of podcast movement, we moved it up. So I will need these by Friday, September, uh, Friday, September 22nd, 2017. 
uh, and put in, since this is 582, that'll be 583, 584, that'll be 585. So in the subject line, just put SOP 585 and get that to me by Friday, September 22nd. And uh, I will, uh, that'll be part of the last episode of the month, which will be September 25th. And I'll also be giving you my reflections on National Podcast Power because that's right after that. So that will be a fun episode. And because um, I want to have questions that pertain, that you think would pay, pertain to you. And so when in doubt, ask your audience. So I'm asking your audience. It's weird. I'm asking you, what would you ask this audience? So I would love to hear that. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, that has all my contact information. And uh, we'll all we'll, we'll turn this into a giant cottage industry where, <laughs> where I'm using my audience to come up with the questions that I'm then going to ask my audience. So thank you so much for tuning in. Now, coming in the uh, next couple of weeks here, like I said, next week we'll be featuring a, a uh, conversation between myself and Glenn the Geek. And yes, it's, it's Podcast Movement Reflections, but it's also more about because Podcast Movement had a bunch of radio people at the event. And I didn't really get to talk to any of them. And Glenn did. So we're going to talk about what did he, after kind of networking with some radio people, what was his takeaway from podcast movements? We're going to talk about that. I've also got a sample. We're going to talk a little gear next week. It's this microphone that actually acts as a recorder. It has a built-in noise gate. It's pretty sweet. So we're going to listen to what that sounds like. So if you're a person that's going to be doing a ton of kind of going out there and interviewing people on the street, man on the street kind of stuff, and you don't want to lug around a microphone and a recorder and all this other stuff, this is a pretty sweet piece of equipment if you've got the budget for it. It's not the cheapest thing. So we'll be talking about that next week as well. Speaking of equipment, two weeks ago, I talked about the Sound Devices Mix Pre 3, and I did a full review on that. It's on YouTube. I will have that out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 582 if you want to see, because I showed you it does this really cool thing where it records one file, but when you pull it into Audacity, or in my case, Hindenburg Journalist, it actually separates it into three uh, separate files. It's actually pretty cool. So if you haven't seen that, uh, check that out. So we always like to talk a little gear here, knowing that in the end, it's not the gear that makes the show. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks you to everyone who sent in their um, yeah, no, uh, statements. I really deeply appreciate every single one of you. And uh, until next week, I hope to see you on the inside. Until then, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. Last week, I talked about, actually two weeks ago, I talked about the uh, Mix Pre 3 from a company whose name I can't remember. Sound Designs, there we go. Sound Devices, not Sound Designs. Sound Devices, wow, that's horrible. Let's cut that out, shall we?